Hi, this is Surya Devi, and welcome to A Voice for Love. I'm a world music artist and healer living on the unceded traditional territories of the Coast Salish people, otherwise known as Vancouver, Canada. We're going to be speaking with leaders and visionaries from around the world to talk more about what it means to be a voice for love. We're going through massive changes on the planet right now, and I believe that what the world needs more than ever are people who are aligned, heart-led, and who can speak from the soul to help usher in even bigger shifts that will elevate us all into a more harmonious and prosperous existence together. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey everyone, this is Surya. Welcome to A Voice for Love. And today I'm extra excited to welcome my very special guest, Ruby Fremont. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I, I feel like we've been in each other's orbits for a while. Uh, so this feels like it's been a long time brewing. Yes, it has. Absolutely. So please tell everyone a little bit about yourself for anyone who doesn't know you. Yeah, so I am a leadership guide and combo practitioner. I am a podcast host, host of the Potent Truth podcast, author of Potent Leadership. And I, my work really revolves around creating spaces for leaders to come undone and unravel from the programming that has been bestowed upon them so they can really reclaim their truth and lead with potency. Ah, this is great. Okay, let's talk about that. So what is what are some of the programs that leaders are running that need to be to be undone, in your opinion? Oh, there's so many. I mean, and a lot of the programming stems from just personal upbringing and how you were raised uh, to religious upbringing, to societal pressure, to cultural pressure. And, you know, the first that comes to mind is really the perception of what it means to be a leader. And I like to call it pedestal leadership, which is the old school perception of leadership. You know, the leader stands on a pedestal, talks at their audience, it's their way, um, and, and they lead that way. Whereas true leadership nowadays, especially nowadays, isn't about standing at a pedestal at all. It's about kicking that pedestal to the curb, standing in the middle of the room amongst the people, listening to the people, being with the people, communing with the people. Um, so that's definitely one program that we need to shed. The other is, you know, I, I talk about this one in the book a lot, is self-conscious leadership versus conscious leadership. And this really stems from our own personal programming. So what I was talking about with regards to your upbringing, how you were raised, your culture, your religion, whatever it is, whatever was influencing you. Um, but we tend to go into, like there's a lot of people that go into positions of leadership because they're obsessed with how they're being perceived. So they're more concerned about the label and the status of being a quote unquote leader versus the actual divine responsibilities that come with being a leader. And I feel like a lot of this programming, especially with where we're at right now, we are on the cusp of something new, but that something new is also something old because this is a return to the old tribal ways of leadership where leadership wasn't just a label that you put in your IG bio or a title that you received um, through promotions at work. It's something that was truly, truly earned and earned by the way in which you're, you have relationships with your community, how you show up for your community. 
versus, you know, everything that you've done and all the things that you've achieved. So that's some of the programming and there's a lot more, but I feel like those are the most important ones and the ones that are super visible in today's world right now as the illusion continues to lift. Yeah. And and thank you for that. (laughs) Thank you for teaching that because I just find it mind boggling. Like I've been on my journey of, you know, learning and practicing the healing arts for over two decades now. So I've seen the whole, I've seen so many changes take place. And what I see now is honestly just like, it's just mind boggling. I'm like, what in the world is going on here? And people call themselves all kinds of things. And like you said, it's like, okay, they just got this label because they took a weekend workshop or, you know, maybe they got a promotion or maybe they just decided to call that themselves that thing and I'm like okay, it doesn't really work this way guys like it can sometimes in in rare cases you know of course people have natural gifts and whatnot but stepping into the role of leader or even healer or coach or any of those things is not an easy um it's not an easy journey and that always sort of gets me too you know you have so many people out there and they're talking about oh I manifested this and my life is perfect and I'm like nope that's not the healer's journey <laughs> that's not the leader's journey we're going through all kinds of stuff all the time like not to say that it has to be hard but it's part of the initiation and that's how you become, you know, proficient at what you do as a leader or a healer is because you've been through enough things yourself that you can then learn how to relate to other people. So I'm curious, where did you start in your, because I think you were more of a, I know you've always been into speaking and in coaching and stuff like that as well, but can you share a little bit how, how your journey evolved into the place that you're at now? Mm. The short version. I know, yeah. <laughs> I know that's we'll a big question. <laughs> We'll do a nutshell version. And for those of you who want a really in-depth version, I highly recommend getting my book, Potent Leadership. But the short version is, you know, I hit rock bottom in 2012, started rebuilding my life. And as I was rebuilding my life, that's when I started stepping into the space of personal development. Prior to that, I was only really familiar with um, the space of mental health. So personal development was really new to me. And actually someone that we both know, my cousin Baljeet, took me to my very first personal development workshop ever. And it was like a Gabby Bernstein event back in 2012 when, um, and and it was her and Danielle Laporte and it was like 75 people in a room. And I walked in, I felt so out of place and I left feeling like, what drug did I just smoke? Like what just happened? And that was my introduction to the personal development space. And what I loved about it was the more I started to dive into that world from personal development books to workshops to um, immersing myself in that world of coaching, I, I really started to notice a difference in my being. Like therapy, I was in therapy for a long time. It, it has its quirks, but with coaching and personal development, I really started to see a future. And so I started leading my life towards that future and sharing very transparently at that time, I was in the nightlife industry and I started sharing about my journey. And that was what got me the shares. The more, it was like the more transparent I started showing up from, you know, the, the fake ass promoter to like, here I am sharing my raw truth online. The more I started to receive genuine DMs, comments, people wanting to connect, people feeling seen. And I realized that there's something magic, magical about this. It's like every human being craves to be seen, heard, acknowledged. And if we're all performing and trying to play a role, then we're not really seeing who we are, which means we're not able to see who other people are. But when you show up in a transparent way, you create that relatability because your walls are down. 
so from there, I realized that there's something, there's something here, like something, a seed was planted. It felt really good to be able to take this pain and transmute it into something good. So I, I dove headfirst into coaching, became a, a licensed coach, NLP practitioner, did all things and started putting myself out there immediately. And I love the coaching space. And I have evolved from when I first came out as a coach, I was a self-love coach. And that was great. That, that worked well for where I was at. But as I started to evolve in my personal life, I started to experience this desire to evolve who I work with and how I work with people. I felt, uh, let me just be honest, like I, I was really turned off by the online space. And here I was a coach amongst thousands of coaches on the online space. And I, I just, I would read things and see how people were showing up and feel the lack of integrity. I would hear stories from other clients. And I was like, you know, this, this doesn't jive with me. Like I'm a person of integrity and I need to show these people how to be of integrity. <laughs> so I started directing my gifts and my medicine towards leaders. One, because I felt that there's a need and there's a lot of business coaches and programs out there that teach the business, but they don't teach the beingness. And I wanted to focus on the beingness, who you're being. And then second, um, if I can support one leader and really being who they need to be to fulfill their purpose, the way in which only they can, then to me, that ripple effect is enough if that's just one person. So I choose to utilize my medicine towards these purpose-driven leaders who really feel called to serve their missions in a big way, but want to do so from a place of authenticity and integrity. Oh, that's beautiful. Well, thank you. It's it's very important work because, you know, we can just see every time I'm like out there in the online world, I just see more and more people and everybody's calling themselves a coach and a this and a that and a healer. And I'm just like, who are all these people, you know? And and the irony is, I don't know about in your life, but for me, a lot of the wonderful um, healers and, and people that I know who are doing incredible work, like they're not even online. <laughs> that's the funny mm -hmm. part. Like they're not online. They don't need to be because they're just, you know, they're just busy doing their thing from word of mouth. And so I try to encourage some of those people to come on in because I'm like come on guys like we need you we need you in there because there's a lot of noise in the online mm -hmm. space and so but to me I mean it's always very kind of obvious or evident like who are who are the real ones or not so I really appreciate all of the work that you do and you're always so boldly speaking to everything you know I can I know I can always count on you to like speak to whatever's happening which is, you know, a big theme of what my work is and this podcast is, right? Which is like being a voice for love and what does that mean? And how do we find the courage to speak up about some of the things, especially some of the things that are going on right now? And I'll have people contact me like in DMs or like, you know, privately. And they're like, I don't know how you talk about some of the things that you do because they, they tell me literally I'm terrified. I've heard those words over and over and over again, like certain topics, certain things, people are literally terrified. They feel like shaky inside and they feel like, like it's very intense for people. So I'm curious, a little bit if you could share a little bit about what was did you have a hard time when you started being a little bit more open about things or was it a natural progression or I'd love for you to share a little bit about that so I'm the type of person where I cannot stay quiet about things that I feel are real injustices uh, I am not a social media justice warrior or social activist or whatever. Like I don't consider myself any of those things. I, I have a big heart and I care a lot. 
And there are certain things that are happening in the world right now that really rub up against my values. Um, my value, my top, top three values of health, freedom, and um, integrity, right? So all three of those values are, are being targeted right now and they're having a real personal impact on me. And, and so with all the social media or social justice issues that are happening in the world right now, I see this as the biggest one for myself to speak on. So I couldn't not say anything. Like once the veil lifted for me, I could not keep quiet. Um, it's definitely been an interesting journey because when I started speaking out in 2020, um, that was the beginning of me losing pretty much like 95% of my Canadian friends, friends that had been in my wedding, like real good friends, friends that I had had for over a decade and not just losing people, but having the most hateful, spiteful comments, messages, uh, voicemails like thrown my way. So it was a challenging time for me because on one hand I care and I care about my community. And on the other hand, I really care about humanity and about what's going on. So I really had to weigh what's more important. And, and the people that were lashing out at me, especially the ways in which they were doing it, I would never treat another human being like that. I would never do that. I would, I would get curious about their beliefs. I would ask, I would have conversations. And so it became really apparent then that, oh, we've just evolved in different paths. So I started to be able to let more of that go. But there was definitely a period of time, like a few months where it was very disheartening and it was really hard because um, I would speak up, share something and feel the retraction in my nervous system, but I couldn't not say anything. Like at the same time, I just couldn't keep quiet. Um, since then, since 2020 and when I first started speaking up, I've definitely gone from being super fucking loud and obnoxious about it all to honing in and being grounded with regards to what I share, how I share and how I'm spending my time. Because what became very apparent in 2021 was that consuming too much of what's going on as well as outputting too much about what's going on, it's very uh, toxic to our energetic fields. And I've said this from the beginning, I am not here to change minds. I'm not here to manipulate people to think like me. I'm just here to plant seeds and whoever wants to take the seed and plant it in their garden, go for it, right? But I've also begun to shift because like I will see, it's so crazy. Like I will share, for example, the, the Pfizer documents and the rebuttal that comes back to me is so not based in a in a place of of conscious intelligence that I cannot have a dialogue with this human being. And so I've learned where to spend my time and where not to, which conversations to engage in and which to just let be, which comments to reply to you and which comments to just ignore. And I've become really, really good at that. And I have had to do that because... I want to prioritize my energy for my community that I am of service to. So if I continue to consume, 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 output, 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 
I'm going to be super depleted and I won't be able to serve at the capacity in which I do. So it's been this fine um, art of understanding my energetic capacity as well as like what I stand for and what I will not stand for um, in combination with like knowing and getting clear on how do I really want to show up in the world right now with everything that's going on. Yes. And thank you for sharing that. You just, you just so beautifully articulated that. I talk a lot about that. I made a course as well called the voice for love. And that's what a big part of it is, is really learning that balance. And it's going to be different for all of us, right? Like when do we speak? When are we quiet? And if we choose to speak, how are we going to say it? And what I love that you brought that up and even just backing it up to the, like the Pfizer documents. I was thinking about this when I drove my son to school. I'm like, isn't it fascinating? Because of course we've seen this for the past two years over and over, but now it's like, we've got this hardcore evidence showing up to confirm what many of us knew all along. And still, People will not, they will not acknowledge. They will not listen. They were not, I was having this conversation with some people last night. We were like, this is just mind boggling. It's like, now it's not just a story or a theory. Cause okay, back in the day, it was just, you know, we were going off of feelings and we didn't have the same type of evidence necessarily. Although we did have some, but now it's there and still people won't listen and they won't. And I know exactly what you're talking about. And, and I'm sorry to hear about your, your friends, by the way, and the people that, um, you know, some of them may came, come around again, some of them won't, but that is a very common thing that I've experienced with many people who are sort of on that. I don't want to say side, cause I don't like to talk about sides, but you know, on a certain belief system about things is that they do, they become very, um, there's a lot of attacks. There's a lot of um, putting people down and a lot of really strong, like, just like, nope, that's it. I'm not, you know? So I, what I always say to people who are kind of more on like thinking the way that we do about things, I always encourage people, you know, don't do that to the other people that don't believe different from you. You know, just listen to them, be open, but don't play that game back because we are already standing in this position where we're already being looked at by some people as being, you know, all kinds of things. I'm sure you've been, Sounds like you've probably been called everything under the sun, but that's, that's so wonderful that you figured that out. And I think we all need to, because it does become such a waste of energy. And I can be like that too. Like I grew up debating with my brothers and my dad, and that was very normal for me, but I found as well in the last two years, really having to protect my energy because some of these arguments go nowhere. And I've been the same thing, even just by people online, like insulted, all kinds of things. Like they just go straight into the, the insults. And I'm like, why, why can't we just have a conversation about things that we don't agree on? So, and I think this is like this lost I don't, I don't know if humanity ever had found it, but I think it's the skill that we, it's absolutely essential to master because the way I see it is we're never going to agree on things. Like not never, but there's always going to be differences of opinions. And I think that's the way that we're meant to be. So how are we going to navigate this? Are we going to argue about it and call each other names? Are we going to learn to listen to one another, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, and that's the thing. That's what's missing is the listening. Everyone is just speaking over each other. Everyone is is just trying to prove their point or be right. And it's not that people don't want to see, for example, the Pfizer documents. It's like they're they're just not ready to. You know, they've made up their mind. And when someone makes up their mind, there there's nothing you can do, right? And so, like right now in humanity, like for me, I just I'm just fighting for the freedom to choose. You know, that's all I'd love to see is just the freedom to choose. If you want to get the vaccine, get it, right? If you want to wear a mask, wear it but I do not want it and I will not wear a mask, right? Like this is what I would like to see for humanity. As for everything else that is going into play now, that's like a whole other barrel of monkeys. However, you know, like, can we just not even agree that we should have the right to choose what's best for us? And so this, this 
the listening aspect is missing in humanity right now. And I feel like that's one of the things that really makes us human is our ability to listen to one another. Otherwise, all that we've become, and this is for people on all sides of the equation right now, you've just become like a, a brainwashed AI repeating, regurgitating information. Because I see this on, again, so I don't, I'm a, I agree. This isn't left or right. This isn't black or white. This isn't that at all. There are, it's not a side. It's really like humanity versus these people in perceived power, right? That's what it is. Um, but I will see people who believe like us, similar to us. And I had to unfollow so many people because all they're doing is sharing memes, making fun of other people, calling people sheep, calling people brainwashed, saying all this shit. And it's like, what, what good is that doing? Like that cl immediately closes a conversation, right? Just the way that if someone comes to me and calls me a misogynistic racist for like not believing in the liberal or democratic ways, whatever it is, these are things I've actually been accused of. Um, that shuts down a conversation, right? Labeling shuts down a conversation. Making fun of people shuts down a conversation. Shaming people shuts down a conversation. And it's been really disappointing to see so many leaders with huge reach and huge influence show up in this way. Like, mm. what the fuck are you doing? Because you're, it, it almost feels like, and I know some people are doing this and I write about this in the book, we get addicted to the likes, you get addicted to the dopamine hits and they're mm -hmm. getting a lot of attention, right? There's a lot of people who had accounts with a few hundred people who now have like tens of thousands because of the memes that they share. But is that really doing anything for humanity right now? It's not. Thank you so much for bringing that up. And yeah, I, I absolutely believe that humor has its place. And I've literally been saying the past two years, like, thank God for everyone making us laugh right now because it's so necessary inside of all of this. And it, you're so bang on everything that you said because, and I've said this to so many people, and especially in the position that we're in, we have to be so grounded. We have to be, we can't give any, because we are already in the position, like the, we're, we're going against the masses. We're going against the general train of thought right now. We're like the outcasts in the situation. So already in our position, people are looking to take us down. They're looking to make us wrong. They're looking for an excuse to call us stupid. So any extra reason that we give them on top of that by acting foolish is not helping us and it's not helping the cause in general. So we need to show up even more grounded, even more articulate, even more just neutral and balanced and really do our best to listen and do all of the things that we are asking that we are asking for inside of, you know, wanting freedom. And what I have to say and what I've been thinking and I've been wanting to make a post about this, a very direct one is like the, perhaps the most dangerous thought trend that has emerged in the past two years is that somehow it is now an act of privilege to advocate for yourself and your own personal bodily rights and functions. And this is, you mentioned the social justice community. Unfortunately, this is the one community I have to say I've been very disappointed with in there inside of this whole thing, because I'm like, are you kidding me? You guys don't see what's going on here. And they went straight to the, and I understand why, because, you know, very caring people, it's very easy to manipulate them. And again, I guess for me, 
a lot of my experiences in life set me up already before this to see through everything. Plus I've seen through all of this. A lot of us have already been aware of some of these things on some level anyway, which is why I find it so interesting with a lot of these social justice warriors. I'm like, we already know we can't trust the government. We already know that we can't trust the media. So why in the world are you choosing to listen to them now? It's, it's actually, it's actually mind boggling, but I do think it's so important that we, if we're going out, especially on, you know, saying some of these so-called, you know, controversial, some of the things that we believe are very controversial to people right now. Like it's extra important for us to be really integral, really grounded, really present in a way that's not going to make people give them another excuse to just say, oh, she's an idiot or she's, you know, all of these, all of these names that we've all been called, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it just, it, it's, it doesn't do any good. It doesn't feel good. Okay. It really just doesn't. It doesn't lead us in the direction that we envision for humanity. It's not that, like, I feel like at the end of the day, everyone has, like, their perceived good intentions, but it's, like, the way in which these, uh, they're going about, uh, (laughs) the way in which they're reacting, because no one's responding, there's so many people just reacting out of triggered states, is really harmful. It's really harmful, and it's creating all these, like, micro wars within humanity, all these micro wars of like um, with the social justice issues and and um, being privileged. I've been called that many times. Um, there's just all these little micro wars that and micro fires that are being started within humanity that are just furthering our divide. Um, so you know it's disheartening to witness, and at the same time. I, I continue to feel like like this is exactly what needs to happen to fully dismantle these systems and these paradigms that we've been living in, you know, because it we need to see the just how deeply this has been impacting us and how it is not working. And so everything needs to crumble in order for us to rebuild. And when it comes to humanity, I said this on another podcast, like I really believe in human beings. I believe in humanity. I have faith. I really do. And I think right now we are just living in a highly triggered world. And for many reasons, right? Like there's there's so much control. A lot. I mean, I know people who like haven't been able to leave their homes. Like there are places in this world where people are still on lockdown that does something to your psyche. And so we have this energetic frequency of fear and I don't care how strong you are, it's it's in your body somewhere because we're seeing the reactivity in our world. And if any, everyone were to just simply focus on regulating their nervous systems right now, focus on their own inner healing, focus on their own inner work, we would begin to come to a place where we can truly listen to one another, where we can show up and respond to one another versus react towards each other. Um, that's what's missing. And I, the, the continued fear that is being projected, you know, from one thing to another thing to another thing, like from, from COVID to Black Lives Matter to COVID to vaccine to the war to like all these things, right? They're con- this is very intentional. And it is fear after fear after fear after fear because it is uncertainty after uncertainty after uncertainty. So even if you don't relate 
to um, the energetic of fear, there's still an energetic of uncertainty. And when human beings feel uncertain, it's like their basic human need is ripped away. And so it becomes harder for us to use our critical thinking, to see things from our perspective, because then we start to cling on to anything that helps us feel safe. So right now there's a real need to cultivate that safety from within. Um, and I feel like if everyone just did the, <laughs> the fucking work to do that, we'd be in a totally different place, you know? But again, I, I feel like we're in a, this is how things are meant to unravel. And I have faith and more and more people are seeing past the illusion every single day. And that's what we get to focus on. Yes. Absolutely. 100%. And thank you for saying that because I've, I've said that a lot too. And I've gotten in some debates with some, some people who are more like us that get kind of caught up in the fear from time to time. And I'm like, this is meant to be happening and everybody had their part to play in it. So some people came to play the part that we're playing and other people came and said yes to buy into that story for a period of time. And I believe that many people will have a huge awakening and already have because of this situation every day. Like you said, every day they're popping off because as people start to wake up and realize that they've, you know, what, what's happened and start to see things for what it really is this had to happen. I say this all the time. It's like, it feels like this is the last hurrah of like the white supremacist patriarchal, like psychopathic regime that has been ruling this planet for, you know, how many, however many thousands of years. And it had to play out like this on this level for humanity to really see the depth of it. And so then we can move beyond it. And, and some people may never wake up in this life. That's just maybe not their purpose and that's okay. You know, but you know, back to this idea of everyone doing the work I've, I've always said this you know and some people don't even know what that means they don't even know and I you know I invite if anyone is listening to this like we both have lots of resources and there's lots of people the good thing about the online world is that when you find good people there are a lot of great people sharing wonderful information of how you can just get started with simple practices for yourself whether it's journaling or breathing these things are all very normal to us but to a lot of people if you say to them do the work they're like what does this mean like you know the self-work but that's again this is what the system doesn't want us to understand because the system doesn't want us to understand that we all have individual power and then of course they don't want us to understand our collective power which would be even stronger if everyone would stand together because it's like to me it's always been like the math I'm like okay if it's the 99% where versus the one percent like what's going on here and it's not just because they have all the money and the control etc cetera, etc cetera. it's because the majority of the 99% aren't aware that they have all of this power inside of them that if they can just learn how to switch it on and we can all switch it on together well then the one percent they're they're finished and they know that so ultimately it's a war on consciousness. So I think that's so important for all of us to remember that like nobody can take our consciousness from us. That still belongs to us. And of course, so much of this situation that we've been in, in the past two years was a direct act on, um, attack on consciousness through fear, right? It's like through putting people in fear, through confusing people as well, like the confusion. And this last piece with the Ukraine, Never was it so obvious to me, and this has always been obvious, but this was the most obvious about face I've seen in a while. It went from like COVID to the truckers convoy and now boom, it's like the Ukraine and everybody's forgotten about COVID. And then now they're just focusing on the Ukraine. And of course my heart goes, you know, I'm always praying for peace on the planet, but like 
there's wars happening all day, every day, all over this planet. So why is it all of a sudden all of our focus is there? And I'm not saying that we shouldn't focus on them or we shouldn't help them. Absolutely. Please, everybody help, you know, as you're able to, where you're able to. But um, I think it, it was it was a very it was a very obvious one for me, you know, mm-hmm. definitely distractions. And, you know, the saddest part about all of this is how people are being used as pawns and the people who are suffering um, in the Ukraine right now, like it's, to me, it's like needless suffering. That didn't need to happen. They're being played like, like a big game of chess, Ukraine and Russia. And, and I mean, it doesn't take a lot to go on social media and find, um, you know, people from Russia sharing their thoughts on what's going on and people from the Ukraine. It's like, no one wants this. No one wants this. And so it's really important to, to have compassion while, while having discernment, you know, because we can do both. We can be compassionate and we can use our discernment, right? So I can look at what's going on. This is why I don't speak, like I don't share barely anything. I don't think I've shared anything about what's going on in Russia and the Ukraine um, other than just my heart goes out to the people. Uh, because they're being used as pawns. But it's like, we have to reground our focus and our energy to be able to discern past the distractions at what's really going on. And we can only do that if we're grounded, if we're not constantly looking at focusing on the next news headline. Yeah, and... We can do that when we start practicing learning how to be more intuitive and learning how to be discerning, which so many people are not because they just take at face value what they're fed from the official sources. And I have thought about this so much. Like, don't people understand how easy it is to manipulate when you have already established an official source? <laughs> because all you have to do is corrupt or contaminate that official source and then it's over it's like with doctors I think about this all the time they send out the one official memo and then it goes down the you know it gets sent out to everybody everywhere and boom that's the new official status and people don't question it because especially people who have been highly trained within any kind of the system the further up they've gone that is how their brain works they have been trained you get this piece of information you assimilate it you do what it tells you to do and that's what makes you good at doing your job and so that is very uh, relevant for certain positions in certain in certain things absolutely there's some things that that can be very you know that, that can be very good but in other ways it's just like no because there's no room for anything else there's no room for another way of thinking there's no way for there's no room for another way of doing things and to me it's like my goodness like we're what are we approaching like eight billion people on this planet now that means there's eight billion ways of, of different ways of doing things like how could there be one but yet that is the system that we've all been in is that it tries to make everybody into one kind of cookie cutter. Like you mentioned AI and, you know, that's where we can see that some of this is going is that they literally want to turn people into, it's almost like they're trying to extinguish humanity. And I'm very much believe that those of us who consider ourselves, you know, healers and light workers, this is what I'm saying. I'm like, this is our moment guys. Like, this is why we're here. If you call yourself, you know, a healer or a light worker, it's not because you need to get a big following on Instagram. It's because we're here to hold the light right now. And that might just be all that, all that we need to do. You know, everybody has a different purpose. Some people are meant to be more 
more outspoken and some people are just meant to do their work and just through their frequency and their vibration and opening their mind that can have an extraordinary effect on just themselves and then the people around them and then the community and it ripples outwards right so it's it's so important for for everyone to get in touch with what their purpose is inside of this Mm -hmm. definitely don't lose sight of that you know because these days it's really easy to lose sight of that with all the different distractions that are going on don't lose sight of it well yeah i'm sure you come across this when you're when you're working with leaders as well is like leaders leading how they perceive they're meant to or trying to lead like somebody else instead of trying to find their own unique capacity for leadership right Mm -hmm. yeah exactly and i you know it's mimicking and it's really easy to do especially in the digital age because what are people doing and how are people spending the most of their time they're spending the most of their time scrolling you know, whether you're aware of it or not, uh, I, I dare you to look at, uh, there's even for iPhones, I think for Sam, like uh, Samsung has a, an option for this, but you can actually in an iPhone go and check how much you've been on your phone. Like I always dare people like, look at that, look at how much time you spend on social media apps. What the fuck are you doing? And it's through that scrolling that we consume on a conscious and unconscious level. And a lot of what we're consuming creates this frequency of comparisonitis. And when you're comparing yourself to others, then you lose sight of, of your footing, you lose sight of your purpose, you lose sight of your vision and of who you be, you know? It's so, so important as a leader to lead by the fullest expression of who you be. And again, like I write about, that's what my whole book is about because no one, we don't need another copycat, you know? Like there are, so many people who post the same type of shit, using the same type of branding, using the same type of the design, talking about the same type of vanilla cookie cutter bullshit, doing the same kind of programs, the same kind of promises. Like, fuck that. We want to hear from you. We want to hear your voice. We want to hear your truth. We want to feel your essence and, and learn from your medicine. Like, that is what the world needs. Yes, a hundred percent. And yeah, I, that happens. It even happens to me a lot. Like people, I know people watch me. Somebody was looking through my social media and they're like, oh, this is how you can tell how many people save your posts. And she's like, a lot of people save your posts. And she's like, you must have a lot of copycats. And I said, I do. I always have. And I, and I literally see it. And it's so interesting because I'm like, I used to get angry about it all the time. I'm like, why? You know, and I used to hold back things and not want to share. But now I realize it doesn't matter because, again, nobody can duplicate what you are and what you do. And it won't even work for them anyway, because they're meant to find who they are. And, and, and also I think we can get inspired by people too, right? I definitely get inspired by people and I see what they share and it can inspire me to, to share something. And I definitely am inspired by you often because you're so, you're just so bold and you always, you, you always speak. And I actually get frustrated with people sometimes, like sometimes people I know, sometimes people I don't know, but I know what they actually think about things and they don't actually say anything. And there's different reasons for that. You know, I know some of it can be because of business and branding, but I really think that there's still a way that you can incorporate all of it. And that's part of the, the art of it, right? Is that you can find a way to stay true to your message and not get too confusing and all over the place, but still speak to what you believe in, because I see that a lot as well. And that's really frustrated me a lot, especially I, I see more and more people raising their voices now, but in the beginning, it was like so many people were just 
they, they were saying nothing. And I know what they think because we're thinking we're talking about it 24 seven. You know, I'm like, it's OK to share something, you know, especially with what just happened in Canada, because like it was just wild to see how many people fell for this story about the, the truckers convoy. And like there I got in a bunch of arguments. That was for me. I was like, OK, I'm putting down my social media <laughs> argument debate like I can't anymore because it was literally making me like it made me feel uneasy. And then I didn't want to go on there. And I was being called all kinds of names and attacked and all these types of things. But again, I just think it's wild. I'm like, okay, you're going to choose now to listen to the government, like our lying government, especially in Canada. And I also think it's worth, I would actually just love to share this just because this is, you know, I feel like a podcast is like a, it's like a timestamp of a moment in time. But I, I, I spoke with a girl in California the other day and she had no idea that we were still under these mandates in BC. Like, you know, I can't go to a restaurant. I can't, um, you know, I can't take my son to most activities. I can't get on a plane, whether to fly in my own country or leave the country like these are all real-time things that are happening in Canada right now and she was shocked she had no idea and I know that you've talked about I know that you're a you're, you're Canadian living in America but you know you spoke about you couldn't go home to your dad's I can't remember what the, the occasion was but you know it was a major event for your family and, and you couldn't go right yeah I haven't seen my family in two years mm-hmm. have not seen my family in two years and people ask why and it, it, you know well there's obvious reasons why, and there's things that I also won't subject myself to, you know, because that does that goes against what I believe. So, yeah, we have to start looking outside of the little bubbles that we live in and start looking at the world as a whole because our fellow brothers and sisters, are. there's a lot of people suffering out there. There's a lot of people living um, under craziness. Uh, and now more than ever, we need to unite. We need to connect. It's so, so important. Yeah, it really is. And connecting is important. And regardless, I talk about this a lot. I'm like, like, get out there. And I and I tell people to practice this because this is what I do a lot too. Like I actually practice discussing with people that I don't agree with to learn, to listen, to learn, to stop that. Cause for me, I used to get this like, oh, like I want to pounce on people. Like when I'm really passionate about something, cause I get very passionate about things. But I also noticed that it pushed people away if I was too much, you know, because they, they don't listen. So for me, it was finding that sweet spot of where I can actually listen to people. And in listening, guess what? I learned a lot of things. I learned, a, I've learned a lot from listening to people. It doesn't mean that I'm going to necessarily sway from my own personal beliefs, but I can understand all of a sudden, oh, okay, I understand why you're choosing to think this way. Oh, okay. And it makes sense in their life and their experience. And what I find so wild about this whole COVID in general is that everyone is having such a different experience inside of it. And their experience has then dictated where like how they've chosen to navigate it, which is all the more reason why, you know, we we need to learn to listen, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. We need to learn to listen to one another and treat each other like human beings. Well, this is the thing. It is about humanity. So before <laughs> it is about humanity, guys. But um, so just just before we sort of um, wrap up our chat, uh, just on a different topic, I would love to share for you to share just a little bit about your your Cambo work and what you do there, because I've actually never had anyone um, talk about that on the show. And I know it's something different and it's not something that I've tried, but I've heard some really, really wonderful things about the medicine. So I'd love for you to share anything that you feel inspired to share about that. Yeah, there's a lot of myths out there about combo. So I'd love to share the unmyths and the truths instead. Um, so combo is a uh, the secretion of a very special, beautiful frog from the Amazon. And this secretion is toxic. Uh, and it's the way in which this frog 
has no predators, none whatsoever. But what they found through scientific research is that the the secretion contains a cocktail of bioactive peptides, bioactive meaning readily available in the body, ready assimilated in the body. And the job of a peptide is to teach the cells how to communicate with one another. So how combo works is when it's applied to the skin, it starts to go to work and starts to remind your cells like how to communicate with one another. And the reason why our cells forget is, you know, through through toxins, through our environment, through just the process of aging, through cellular degeneration, like they just start to slow down. And that's when we start to experience dis-ease in the bodies. So digestive systems slow down, circulatory systems slow down, like a lot of things just start becoming sluggish. Um, and so the influx of bioactive peptides in the body really works to reboot your system and get your system working at a state of homeostasis. So it just returns the body back to where it's meant to be, how it's meant to operate. The purging that most people relate with combo and they talk about combo as a as something to help you detox. Combo itself doesn't help you detox. It's not a detoxifier. Your liver is has that job. But some people's systems become sluggish, meaning their livers become sluggish and they're not detoxifying a lot of stuff as their bodies once were. So the, the reboot effect that you get from combo allows all your systems to start functioning as they were meant to function. And the purge that comes with combo isn't necessary. Um, so there are many practitioners and many schools out there that teach practitioners to get their client to a state where they will purge, um, which is completely unsafe. If your practitioner makes you drink more than a liter of water, just say no thank you. That is dangerous, dangerous combo use and facilitation. And why is because there's something called hyponatremia. And that's when you are in a very fasted state and you drink too much water and it creates an imbalance of the salt and, and organs begin to shut down. This is where we see combo injuries happening. So the water let me talk about the purge first. The purge really just happens because the chemoreceptor part of your brain is like, hey, there's a toxin on your body. We need to remove it. So it sends signals to the gut saying, remove this toxin. And this is where most people will purge if they purge. But again, the purge isn't necessary. I do not purge every time I do combo. I do not. Um, and the water, the purpose of the water is just to have a belly full of water so it's not as uncomfortable during a purge. So the purge that people see in buckets is mostly the water you just drank and some bile, because if you're purging on an empty stomach, you're going to purge bile, but you're not purging mold. You're not purging toxins. You're not purging any of that. Okay. It's just your bile and it's water. So the actual magic of combo is through the bioactive peptides and how they work with your body to return it to a state of homeostasis. So for me personally, combo saved my life back in 2019. And um, it really alleviated something called PMDD for me, which was debilitating. I couldn't function for two weeks out of the month. And it's phenomenal for depression, for anxiety, for pain relief, um, for gastrointestinal issues, um, to slow down or impede the growth of tumors, for hormonal imbalance. Um, I actually, for fertility, I 
one of my clients um, got pregnant on her first try after a three-day combo reset, and she wasn't pregnant before. Um, so I have my first combo baby coming out, <laughs> which is exciting. But it really is a wonderful, wonderful medicine when used with responsibility. And that's the tough part because there's so many combo practitioners out there that I feel are completely not well-trained um, with client safety in mind. And there's a lot of people that just serve combo who have no training whatsoever. Um, but the school I went to, which is called Tribal Detox, we focus on responsibility and safety of our clients. And it's very science-based. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Th thank you, by the way. That was a lot. I didn't yeah. really know. I've, I've heard that I've heard so many different things and, and I know, no, it's pronounced combo, like combo, like, yeah. like almost like an O, not a, I've just like seen it written. Um, but yeah. And, and there are so with all the plant medicines, there's so many people that are not administering them properly. They're not qualified. They're not. And, and we do hear these stories, very unfortunate stories of that can result in even even death from people that are not using like respecting the plant medicines. So that's so great that you're um, that you can do that from a from a responsible space. And did, so did you say that you apply it on the skin? Because I thought it was something that you put up your nose or something like that? Or do I have that totally no, wrong? Do no, do not ever do that. <laughs> what goes up your nose, you're probably thinking about hape, which is the tobacco-based snuff. Okay. Um, but combo is applied. So we create gates on the skin and um, the gates are opened with a little incense stick that we put to the client's skin just to burn the top layer of the skin to get the, to that shiny layer of skin underneath like you would see under a blister. And then the combo dot, which is like a, a little paste is applied to that, to that part of your skin. Oh, okay. Well, that, and I really learned something new because for some reason I always thought that it was like snorting something or no, something that, like that. That is hape or some okay. people, I mean, hape, rape, um, but because of the way that rape is spelt, we've now adopted it as hape. <laughs> R-A-P-E. Yeah. Hape. Yeah. Rape. So it's hape. Um, but it's, that is a tobacco based snuff and tobacco in the plant medicine space is a very protective spirit, um, mm -hmm. so a very, very grounding spirit. So that's more for grounding your energy, for protecting your energy. Okay, well, now I really learned something new because I also thought that combo was more of like a psychedelic, like a, no, uh, no and it sounds like it's really more about um, of, about function, which is important, especially the nervous system function, because mm -hmm. that is the, like when you were talking about earlier, like regulating the nervous system, that is the number one thing. You know, that's something I'm working with my five-year-old right now. And I literally tell him like, we're all working on this too. You know, like it's not just you who has to learn this. Like adults are always learning this as well. So mm -hmm. the, the, the earlier that we can learn this, the better. But um, wow, that is so interesting. So I was totally wrong about that. I totally thought that it was more of like a psychedelic, something that you put up your nose and that it was, I think more of a, maybe it's just because I was thinking more of like ayahuasca, you know, where people have these yeah. very, you know, kind of like, you know, visions and all these sorts of things. So, oh, wow, that is fascinating. And so where can people find you to find out more about your work and every, all the good stuff that you do? Yeah, the best place is my website, rubyframon.com. And then if you want to check out my book, that's potentleadership.com. Potent Leadership is available on Amazon and Audible. 
And of course, um, if uh, as long as they let me stay up, I'm at I am Ruby on Instagram. That's basically the only social media platform that I'm really active on. If you prefer Telegram, then just go to rubyfremon.com forward slash Telegram to join my Telegram community. And if you want to hear more of me, you can go to my podcast, Potent Truth, available on all podcast platforms. Yeah. And once again, just thank you so much for, for speaking and for speaking and, you know, speaking to all the things that so many people won't speak to, because I know, I'm sure you inspire people more than you know, because I know sometimes people don't, you know, sometimes people tell, sometimes people share a little bit, but a lot of times they don't. So thank you so much, because I really feel that um, it's so important. It's like everything right now. And to me, I'm like, okay, no matter what happens, at least I know that, you know, I said something. I didn't just sit here and like, let it all, let it all happen because there really is so much fear but just yeah just uh let's just let's just wrap up with if you have any like do you have any advice for people or like what would you share with people who are maybe having a hard time speaking up or who have fear or like any words of encouragement or places for them to start so that they do feel more confident speaking up um number one is is maybe your role isn't speaking up the way in which you see me speaking up right maybe your role is really helping people behind the scenes. So don't take what I do or what Surya does and the way in which we show up as the what you need to do in order to make a difference in our world. That, that's not the case at all. Maybe you are doing all the deep dive work with people behind the scenes. Maybe you're having conversations behind the scenes. It does not have to be on the scene. But the first thing that you have to do to even stand with a grounded energy behind what you believe in is to be grounded, to ground your energy each and every single day, multiple times a day if needed. So whatever it looks like for you to do the grounding work, whether it's breath work, meditation, sitting in a sauna, taking a hot bath, whatever it is, whatever you need to do to regulate your nervous system each and every single day and anchor your energy down and find your center, do that commit to that because that alone will create a bigger impact than if you're speaking up from a reactive fear-based place. Yes. Thank you. And that is like so golden. And um, I have a wonderful mentor and she talks a little about that a lot, like really checking in because so many people, especially in the last two years, they've been like frantic. Like I have to speak to this. I have to, but then, and I've done this many times. Like I can admit, like, you know, I've created a post, not from a grounded place, not from a, you know, maybe from a fearful place or from an anxiety provoked place. Or like, I have to say this right now. Like I have to speak. And it doesn't always go over so well. You know, I've had the, I've had the repercussions from that. I see it doesn't have the impact that it maybe could have had. And then, you know, it's not received as well. Whereas when I'm actually very clear, like, nope, okay, I'm meant to speak on this right now. I'm meant to share Share this it's a very it's a very different reaction so thank you very much for saying that because it is it's really important to really discern to be discerning okay am I meant to speak on this am I not and yes exactly what you said not to do it the way that you see somebody else doing it but really to tune in and see like are you meant to and then if you are how how is that how can that be done in a way that's authentic to you mm-hmm. definitely yeah well I can say you know we've never it's funny I don't know if we've ever actually met in person or not, but I know we've been connected on social media for, for, for some time on Facebook and Instagram, but actually just sitting with you in person, I I have to say you are very grounded. You are very like, (laughs) she's the real deal folks. You're very grounded. You're very much in your, in your energy and it's, it's beautiful. So thank you again. Thank you for making time to chat with me and just thank you for everything that you do and everyone, uh, Ruby Fremont. Thank you, Ruby.
Thank you so much for having me. And thank you to all of our listeners. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Peace. You've been listening to A Voice for Love. This is Surya Devi. You can find me at suryadeviworld.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope this series inspires you to discover your own voice for love so you can use it to be a force for good in your life and in the world. I wish you great joy, good health, and the courage to speak up for what you believe in. Peace.